Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us. And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work. Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life. Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Fools in Love Podcast. We are so happy that you are here. And I'm a little bit lonely today because I am all by myself. I'm doing a solo episode today. So Megan is getting the night off and I'm going to come at you with, with all I got today. But really, this episode is all about the journey that I just had in 2019 of reading Yes, reading. Man, I can't believe it, but I have to say, I'm a reader. I bought in. I'm here. (laughs) But I wanted to give a little background because the more people I've talked about this kind of reading challenge, and if you didn't know, uh, in 2019, I was on a challenge to read over 100 books. So that's about two books a week, and I stuck with it. I actually finished early. Really, I wanted to give a little background on what started me on that journey and then just hopefully give you some some good books to pick up and get started on your personal growth journey because a lot of the books that I read found themselves right around that personal growth space. So to give a little background, Megan and I ended 2018 with the realization that we wanted to do more, that we were just tired just tired of the same old, same old, and we just wanted to be better. We wanted to challenge ourselves. We wanted to grow. And from that came a lot. It came with us running a half marathon and beginning the Fools in Love podcast. I was in a place where I personally was just searching. I was lost. I was trying to find my calling. I was trying to find a place where I belonged. I was simply just unhappy and unsatisfied. I was confused and it just seemed like I was the only one who felt that way. (laughs) I actually remember a conversation I had with Megan where I said, like, is this normal? Do other people feel like this? Do other people feel the way I'm feeling right now? Like feel so lost or are most people just happy and satisfied with what they have? And it was a real challenge for me because I didn't know if my questions were warranted. I didn't know where I stood because by the world's standards, I had everything that you should have. Yet I just felt empty. It wasn't like things are bad, but I just, I did not feel fulfilled. So I had this conversation with Megan and I said, is this normal or am I just some kind of oddball? What I've since realized is I was actually just in a season of discovery. A season, by the way, that is far from over in my life. I feel like it's a daily, if not weekly thing that has me on a path of discovery where I'm asking questions and trying to to learn as much as I can. And I think that's a lot of what life is about. It's just learning and growing as an individual. But I've learned a lot. I've learned that discomfort It really wasn't something to ever run away from, but actually it was something to lean into. 
it was from this that I decided actually to take on this challenge of reading the 100 books. Now, to give a little background, I probably had never read 100 books in my entire life. And I promise you, that is no exaggeration. I mean, from the time I was a kid and our teachers started forcing us to read books of a certain type and they started picking the titles for us, I really despised the practice of reading. And I felt like, honestly, it was just a big waste of time. But I was desperate. And when you're desperate to find what you're searching for, you're willing to look in places that you've never looked before. And that's what led me to take on this personal challenge. I said, and I remember very clearly to Meg, I said, I'll read every book that has ever existed, that has ever been written by as many people that have ever written them to find the answers to any question that I need because I am so desperate to find out the solutions and to find the answers to these questions. And I don't know if you've ever been brought to that place before or if you will ever be there in the future, but my advice to you, if you find yourself in those situations and it's always worked for me, is to take action. You've got to do something because doing nothing or just doing the same thing keeps you getting the same results, doesn't it? So if you're unhappy with those results, or say you're just happy, but you just feel overall unfulfilled, or you feel like you're searching like I was, you got to do something else. Well, I'll cut the suspense now and tell you that I did in fact read the 100 books, and I did it with plenty of days to spare. And I'm going to tell you, my eyes were opened, and they were opened wide. I learned that reading wasn't a waste of time. I learned that the knowledge in these books is power. It's an education. It's a growth opportunity beyond what I could have ever dreamed of. Now, many of y'all have asked me to give recommendations of my favorite books. It's usually a daily, if not weekly, occurrence that someone's asking me about my challenge, asking me if I have books that I'd recommend, asking me if I've read this book or that book or the other book. So I wanted to do an episode, and I wanted to have it be with just me and you talking about the top 10 personal growth books that I read, how they impacted me, and hopefully how I believe that they could help you. So here it goes. Here's the top 10 books from my 100 book journey. Number one was The Art of Work by Jeff Goins. This was by far one of my faves, and it was one of my faves early on. I think this was like the 15th or 16th book that I read. And it was actually great because afterwards, we actually had the chance to have Jeff on our podcast. And if you're interested, check out episode 36. But this book, really from the beginning, it just struck a chord with me. Like I picked it up. I started to read it, and I'm sure you guys have been there where you start to get into it, and it's just like, man, you can't put it down. And it was all about finding your purpose. And it was more than just like finding your purpose and finding fulfillment, but it was breaking through that idea that everyone has it figured out, that everyone just knows their purpose. And that's like part of the lie that I believed. Because I thought that, man, looking around, everyone else seems to know exactly what they need to do. And I just don't know. 
But the reality is this whole book is written for the fact that many people actually don't know. And matter of fact, this book is written for the people who have no idea what that might be. And it was so powerful to me because when I picked it up, I was believing a lot of wrong things. I thought I should just know what I'm supposed to do. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do because I was following what the world told me I was supposed to do. But Jeff right off the bat said that this book was for people who didn't know their purpose or how to find it. And it really just opened my eyes to the fact that maybe your calling isn't some aha moment where everything falls into place. You know, the sky opens up, there might be a rainbow, there's some birds singing, of course, and you just know what you're supposed to be doing and that you're in the right place. It actually is more about just putting yourself out there. It's more about trying new things, stepping into discomfort where and where it leads, and just taking that action. Because if you're anything like me, that simply wasn't happening. So if you find yourself lost or unsure of what direction to go, then this is a great book to start with. Let's move on to number two, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. Now, this book was very impactful to me, and, and I even wrote in my notes that this was a game-changer book for me. It talks about what seems like small, mundane, day-to-day tasks and how they add up over time into something really special. See, I always believe life had those defining moments. You know, those epiphany moments where everything made sense. Some huge, crazy event where your eyes were opened. Now, I'm not saying these events can't happen. And as a matter of fact, life is built up of moments. But this book really lays out that many of those things, many of those big things that happen are really because you're willing to do the little things to set yourself up for success. And my favorite line from the book is that it's really easy to do and it's really easy not to do. You see, we often look for a big break or some kind of shortcut. But life isn't about a shortcut. It's about setting yourself up for success by establishing positive habits. And they may seem insignificant because a lot of the things that they discussed in the book, trust me, did seem quite insignificant. But they have the potential to be life-changing. So if you've ever struggled with accomplishing big goals, or if you've got hung up on an endless to-do list, this is a book you should definitely consider. Moving on to number three, The Happiness of Pursuit by Chris Gulabo. I hope I'm saying that right, Chris. This one is all about the quest and the journey. Chris actually went on a mission to travel to every country in the world, and he shares his experiences throughout this whole book. He shares his challenges. He shares his dreams being realized. He shares everything you might think of when you're going to travel to all these different places. Then he also explores other people's journeys of self-discovery through their experiences. And Chris actually details how he was surprised at how many people were like him, which I could relate to. I mean, on a quest to find out more, there were so many people that Chris met that were on a quest to find out more about themselves and push past their normal life to achieve a greater goal. Now, I love this one because although I wasn't on a quest as large as Chris and that I wasn't trying to travel to every country in the world, I was on a quest to dig deeper and to find out where I needed to go. So I really identified with Chris as he set the goals and then he achieved them. 
But it wasn't without struggle. It wasn't without heartache. It was a grind. And in a lot of ways, it was very, very grueling and very, very challenging. But it opened my eyes to the fact that things will not always be easy. But if you keep focused on your goals, you can see them through. Even through the struggles, even through the pain, even through what seems impossible to get through. If you stick to your quest, you can see it to the finish. This is a great book for anyone who feels different. Who has wanted to explore more about themselves, but just didn't feel comfortable doing it. This one's for you. And that leads us to number four. The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. So speaking of struggle and heartache, The Obstacle is the Way is a title that literally tells the story. Ryan takes us through history and looks at many people who have had a lot of things go wrong. However, in all the cases, it led to some really amazing things. At its core, this book really hammers out the idea that challenges or failure is not what we have all believed them to be. It's not something to fear. It's not something to avoid. It's not something to run away from. Sure, when you fail, you're going to be disappointed. Sure, it's going to be scary. But ultimately, it's a huge learning opportunity. And I've said it before and I'll keep saying it. Think about the times you failed. Think about the times when things were hard. Think about the times when you were brought to your knees and thought you simply could not go on. Are you thinking of some? I know I am. And as you sit here and recall those things, just take in those moments and really reflect on the fact that you're still here. You're still here. When I think back to all those times in my life, And I've had a few. (laughs) Boy, have I had a few. Wow, did I learn a lot. Now, it definitely wasn't the way that I would have planned. And I certainly would never have set myself up to fail in the ways that I did. But man, did I learn. The growth was incalculable. But that being said, the obstacles suck. There's no doubt about it. But the growth potential is incredible. So if you're struggling, if you're afraid to fail, this book's for you. Which leads us to number five, Mindset by Carol Dwetch. Now, I've heard a lot about this book, and for a long time, I had thought about reading it. And so when I was in this challenge, I thought, well, what better time to to pick this one up? And this one blew me away. It's really a great book, and it shows the difference between the fixed mindset and the growth mindset with science to back it. So the fixed mindset is people that think they're born a certain way. Basically, they're born with what they have and they can't change it. Now, the growth mindset on the other side is for people who believe you can build and grow your skills and become a better version of yourself. And throughout the book, it takes the audience through a number of scenarios, including your family, business, life, and parenting. I really like this book because I lived so long thinking in a fixed mindset. And there's still times where I struggle in certain scenarios. I just had an attitude of, I am what I am. This is just who I am. I can't change. I have to live with it. 
Now, I don't know if any of you have ever thought that, but I've heard a lot of people say, well, you know, this is just me. You have to learn to accept it. But if you're living in the growth mindset, that's far from true. You can change. You can improve. For me, things weren't always necessarily bad, but they also weren't necessarily good. But when I challenged my beliefs and I stepped out of my comfort zone, my eyes were opened up to the growth mindset. So if you've ever struggled with the idea that you are who you are, that you just can't improve, that you can't fix the areas that you want to fix, then this book is for you. It's a real fascinating read, and I promise you won't regret it. Which leads us to number six, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Well, the title says it all, but this book's fantastic. We all get so bogged down with the day-to-day items, and then when we add a side hustle, a project, or something new to our routine, it is so easy to get overwhelmed. We honestly all multitask ourselves to death, and then we feel guilty when we can't keep up. And in this book, Gary talks about choosing that one thing that you're working on, that one thing that you're giving your whole effort. And sure, you're going to get pulled away. You're going to get pulled away sometimes, and it's going to be challenging. But if you always keep that one thing as your main focus, you're going to accomplish it. And I know I needed to hear it because when I take on a new task, I want to succeed. And I mean, I want to succeed now. I want the end result before I even start. You've heard me say it before. I look at the A and I want to get to the C and I want to skip the B. (laughs) And it made life really hard living that way. I dealt with a lot of frustration and I got overwhelmed with everything I was trying to do because I wanted everything to be at this 20,000 foot level. But once you realize that you just really need to focus on one or two main things, you start to see some extraordinary results. So I'd recommend this book to anyone who struggles to keep focus or has tried to get their goals, tried to get going on their goals, and especially those starting out in 2020, I know some of you are out there, but then we get bogged down because we have too many thoughts. We have too many worries. Our to-do list is a mile long. I would pick up this book and I would start focusing on one or two things that are most important because when you step back and take a look, There's so many things that we're doing that simply aren't important and they're just busy work of life. Which leads us to number seven, Triggers by Marshall Goldsmith. Now, this one really fascinated me. It's all about the triggers that control our behavior and our decisions. So whether it's from a past experience, an underlying belief, we really react based on these ingrained triggers that are in our minds. Because of these triggers being so second nature, We really fall out of control when they come on. It almost seems like in these moments that we just didn't even have a choice than to react the way we did. However, Marshall shows us that we get to decide how we react and how we move forward. And this was huge for me to hear because a lot of times things are out of your control because you just simply can't control everything. And in our world, it's hard to try to control everything and you'll actually drive yourself mad if you try. But it's not about you controlling the situation. It's about you controlling your reaction and how you move forward. So if you've ever been stuck in a rut or if you're struggling with changes that are currently happening in your life, 
you should pick up this book. Which leads us to number eight, The Coffee Bean by John Gordon. John is a great author. And throughout my 100-book journey, I read many of his other books, including The Seed, The Energy Bus, The Positive Dog, and then, of course, The Coffee Bean. I found The Coffee Bean, although really simple, stuck with me. It really goes around the idea, and we all know this, that our environment has an impact on us. So whether it's where we work, live, or play, we interact with many people in many situations. And the world can change us. It can either weaken us, it can harden us, and it really just depends on the situation. But what if you got to decide? What if you got to decide not to be changed by the world, but rather to change the world for the better? I love the simple question in this book, and it asks, are you a carrot, are you an egg, or are you a coffee bean? So the idea here is if you're placed in a boiling pot of water, or if you're placed in a pressure or stressful situation, what's going to happen? Are you going to get soft like the carrot? Are you going to get hard like the egg? Or are you going to change that environment of that pot like the coffee bean? Now, John writes all his books in fable form, but they're all very powerful. And I think this is a great book for anyone who is trying to have a greater impact in this world. Number nine was The Four Agreements by Don Ruiz. And this one was such an easy read, but I literally could not put it down. It explores the idea that us and us alone can impact our mindset and mood and the idea that we have control of how we bring ourselves into every day. Now, we often find someone to blame. I know for me, I always can find someone to blame. But whether it's our parents, our spouse, our friends, our middle school math teacher, anyone we can find to blame as long as it isn't us and we're good to go. But the truth is, none of them are responsible for why you are where you currently are. Because ultimately, you get to choose what you do. And you get to choose how you're limiting yourself or not limiting yourself. The whole idea of this book is you hold the keys to your life. It really challenges the misconceptions of living on purpose and how we react to other people's opinions. This was crazy to me because it made me be introspective with my thinking. And I realized that I'm acting in a certain way and believing certain things based on a lot of meaningless information. I struggle a lot with limited beliefs every day because in my head, I'm just a kid A kid from a small town in Michigan with middle-class parents, with all my normal experiences. And don't get me wrong when I say this, like my, my life was great. I had a great childhood. Everything was great for me growing up. But I challenge myself every day to think that I can go beyond that. That I can go beyond what I've always known and do something more. And the biggest takeaway for me is that I am responsible for my own thoughts, emotions, and actions. And no one can force me to do anything unless I choose to. So if you struggle with the past, if you wonder why you're not advancing, if you struggle with where you are or don't know how to go beyond, then this book is a great book for you. Which leads us to the last one, How to Be Happy by Kara Stein. Now, you might be sensing the theme here, but this one is all about finding happiness. And it really explores the idea that happiness is a choice that you're making every day. (laughs) Now I know as I say this, it's an unpopular idea. People will always say, Brandon, you don't know. You don't know my situation. 
You don't know what I'm struggling with. You don't know what this person did to me. And you're right. I don't. I don't have a clue. But I do know you have a choice in everything you do. I know that life will be hard. And it'll be hard guaranteed. Guaranteed there's no way around it. Everyone struggles. Everyone has their own stuff. But you get to decide how to respond. You get to decide if you're going to let it weigh you down or if you're going to move past it. And this book is all about finding happiness even when it's hard because life is going to be hard. This one's a great book for anyone who's having difficulty or just for people looking for more joy in their lives. It was a really simple read and it really had an impact. And the one thing I loved about this book, just as a side, is it's not on any top seller list. It's just an overall great book and very well written by Kara. Now, I wasn't always a believer of this until I started to practice it. And when I did, boom, seriously, unreal results and so much happier than I'd ever been. Now, I don't know if you're a reader or not, but for me, it's changed me. I thought it was a big waste of time. I thought it was useless. I didn't get why people did it. I didn't get why people would waste their time. But don't be a skeptic like I was. Reading is so powerful. It gives you a look behind the curtain for the challenges that you're facing. And it actually offers strategies to help you through those times when you're stuck. I went from never reading to calling myself a reader. And I'll never go back. Because now I appreciate so much the experience of this challenge. And if you want more book recs, or if you want info, or if you want to reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, I'd love to chat books with you. I'd love to talk more. And I hope you all pick up a great book today. Hey, B, what did you think of that episode? I think it was pretty dang good. Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes? They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people. They definitely should. Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love Podcast. We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear. 